0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet is what you need to win. Bet $100. Get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Final Four Watch Party Sports Gambling Podcast is watching the games over on youtubecom podcast hang out with Sean Kobe and Ryan win prizes sweat out your bets youtube.com/sportsgamblingpodcast plus make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a 100 dollar sgpn gift card just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/survey Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no to voice, no guys. Me, really relevant. It's really Ralph Furman Jr. at your service. And uh, sorry, not sorry to everybody who lost their parlay because they decided to add Boston in at like minus seven, eight, minus seven, eight hundred to their parlay. I truly honestly do not feel bad for you at all whatsoever so i mean there's that but got my it's a wednesday so you know i got my guy scott studio show with me scott was going on
1: yeah nothing much uh, overall had a pretty decent day uh ended up splitting the initial lock and dog picks but there's a separate side story to that ended up giving it a bonus dog though so that ended up winning i had the hawks team total over 119 and a half as my lock Closed at 120 and a half, landed exactly 120, so I guess I'll take it. Uh, Then for the dog, uh, I know Munaf took Hornets first quarter. I mentioned Hornets first quarter. I mentioned Hornets full game. I gave out Hornets first half, and it's the only thing that lost. They won the first Mm -hmm. quarter and the full game, but they lost the first half, so there's that. And then I gave out Nick Richards' double-double as my bonus dog at, like, plus 130, and that got there easily. Him and Kai Jones both had double-doubles, so nice job by the Hornets' centers there. Overall, can't really complain too much about yesterday. The Celtics' no-showing was a bit surprising, but either way, point is, it it was surprising to some, okay? But either way... The main takeaway that I had, or the for everybody
0: main... that didn't see the the eye roll that yeah, I, I made that. when he said surprising on audio version, just imagine an incredible eye roll that I gave because it, it wasn't surprising.
1: For me, that <laughs> wasn't the most surprising thing that happened yesterday. The most surprising thing, which kind is going to bleed into a bit of a load management, was rant.
0: the oh dang it, no okay, never mind. I'm
1: sorry. I'm going. curious what you were going to say, but I was going to say Jimmy Butler not playing in what's close to a must win game for the Heat against Toronto.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I guess that is kind of... Well, I mean... It's just weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird.
0: Let's say that. It's weird.
1: It, but it the is. Point, Heat are competing for a, the, the final spot to avoid the play-in, and they're playing a back-to-back. It was the first night of it, because they have the Knicks again tonight. And Butler's supposed to play, then it moves to questionable, then it moves to doubtful in the span of two hours, and he's basically ruled out by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I don't know what happened with the NBA, but... Can we get players who actually want to play meaningful games? I don't think it's the players. I'm not sure. I mean, if I mean, either, the players. Even, even if the players the have said it's like, not them. You have to win it. You have to play every game at this point. You have ten games left in the season. Yeah, I no, I get
0: it, but I mean, I just don't think it's the players. Like the players have come out and said it's not them, and that there's a whole. The medical staff won't let them play. The team won't let them play. They say you're not playing tonight. And I mean, hey. I'm sure if it like for the most part, especially a guy like Jimmy Butler, I'll never accept the fact that Jimmy Butler chose on his own to sit out while they're going into a play. Like I'll never. Jimmy Butler is a guy that wakes up at two o'clock in the morning to be in the gym at 3 a.m. So And
1: he's actually been healthy lately. So it's not like he's had lingering injuries. He played 20 something straight games. But I just found it weird with basically 10 games left in the season or even less and you're tied for the final spot to avoid the play in. Your best player can't play a back to back. I I just found that whole situation bizarre, and I kind of wanted to mention it. But shout-out to the Hornets, though, because they were a team that all three of us on the show yesterday were on. Uh, Unfortunately, I gave out the wrong part of it in the dog segment, but still, I thought they had a shot to win the game. I thought that they had a shot to get out to an early lead. They did. They just gave up 45 points in the second quarter. And shout-out to P.J. Washington, who I believe on air yesterday said was not a very good basketball player, and he dropped 43 points. So shout-out to him. Uh, Impressive performance there. You also had the Pelicans collapse in the fourth quarter, if you want to talk about that. But that was kind of my main takeaways for
0: yesterday's action. Uh, It just wasn't the fourth quarter. It was a tale of two halves for the New Orleans Pelicans where – In the first half, they allowed 46 points. Very, very good defensive effort in the first half. But in the second half, they only scored 46 points, Mm -hmm. which is a very, very easy way to blow whatever lead you have and ensure that those of us that were on Golden State minus nine had never, (laughs) never even sweated the end of that game because they just, it was like 101, 105 at one point. And then next thing you know, the Warriors easily go out and get a cover. Like
1: it, I tweeted it out, but the second Golden State tied the game in the fourth quarter, the game was over. Yeah, but New, New Orleans was totally shot. Not, not the just the game, the game; the game
0: wasn't just over. This—if you thought that New Orleans plus nine had any chance of covering, you gave up at that moment in the I, game. I,
1: I tweeted out. Uh, that's exactly what I said. I said when Golden State tied it, there's no chance that New Orleans is going to cover the spread. Like <laughs> the game, was the game's well, over. <laughs> The Pelicans just wanted to go home. You can tell. You could see it as they were Mm -hmm. as the game was going on. Golden State got wide open looks on basically every possession down the stretch. And New Orleans just emotionally was absolutely fried.
0: It was 101, 105, and then Golden State goes on a 15 to 8 run to end the game and get the cover. Whew. I don't know what I don't know what's worse. That collapse and I'm sorry to bring it up, but you, pr- you honestly probably don't care, or Wisconsin's collapsed in North Texas where they did score the worse. last. <laughs> Wisconsin's worse. I'm going to stop you
1: right now. You, you cannot – I don't care what level of basketball you play in, whether it's the NBA, whether it's AAU, whether it's you know just basic high school basketball, middle school basketball, even elementary school basketball. You can't score a point in the final nine minutes of a basketball game. Zero points in nine minutes? That's got to be the worst.
0: If you had the under in that game, you got to go donate charity today.
1: Total was 115. You had 70 points in the first half. Game landed 110 because you had 40 points combined in the second half. You got to go donate the charity. Zero points. Not field goals. Zero points in the final nine minutes. How does that even happen?
0: WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and active in a bunch of states, including the state of Massachusetts, where everybody has a ticket on Boston to win the NBA Finals, and they're all going in the garbage. March Madness is also still here, so you can continue to bet that with WinBet. Sign up today, get a special offer, bet $100, hours. get $100, hours limit to state availability, and don't forget about the DJ long shot parlay of the week, where if you hit the parlay with the longest odds on WinBet, you get a thousand dollar free credit. So much choose from all you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the winbet app. All subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 20 order in present state where play the winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And looking to hang out with Sean Brian, and watch the Masters, you can do that in Vegas. But you have to enter the contest. sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash golf party to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim to catch the Masters. You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas. And if you don't win the contest, like let's say you're not the lucky person that wins the contest. And I believe they're drawing for the contest at the Final Four Watch Party. So make sure you go to the Final Four Watch Party. You can see who wins the contest. But if you don't win, you can still get a discount on the room using promo code SGP15. Also, you have, like I said, the Final Four watch party. You can watch that Saturday. YouTube.com/sports gambling podcast. They'll be in the studio watching the Final Four games. They'll be live. You'll be able to hang out, talk, sweat the bets, all of that for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. All right, Scott, let's go ahead and get into the slate here because we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games to go on a Wednesday. Kicking things off in Indiana, because Indiana Pacers are welcoming the Milwaukee Bucks. Minus 12 for the Bucks this go-around. 238.5 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have Giannis, who is probable. Drew Holiday is not on the injury report. And Chris Middleton is actually questionable in whether he'll play with injury management today. Same thing for Joe Ingles, who was questionable. Jay Crowder has already been ruled out. Miles Leonard is out. And Gordon Jogic is probable to play. So this is, a, I believe this is a back-to-back set for Milwaukee. Yes, because they have Boston tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And you know so, Boston's going to come out ready for that Thursday game because they punted the game against Washington.
0: So you probably I I would be okay if they sat everybody for this. Well, not everybody, but like sat the questionable people for this game to prepare for the game on Thursday. All right. Lance, well, Milwaukee, what are you doing?
1: Well, I am going to ask you that because you kind of brought it up briefly, but I was going to mention a potential look ahead. But on the other hand, the last time these teams did play, Indiana kind of smacked the crap out of them. Do you believe in like a revenge game spot here? Or do you think Milwaukee is only focused on Boston tomorrow? Because mm. it is worth mentioning. Indiana did kind of kill them last time they played.
0: I think that the players that play are going to be focused on Indiana. But uh, yeah, I think the players that play are going to be focused on Indiana. But I think the only look ahead spot is the fact that they say we'll sit who Middleton yeah, because yep. it looks like Giannis is going to play regardless. And I'm not so, sure how
1: much Middleton's even worth at this point. Is he worth like yeah, well, than, yes. Is his, no, yes, he's he's worth killed. less than two points probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm mean, yeah. I'm not giving Chris Middleton yeah. two points, but he's Without definitely still. Yeah, I would give him a point, point and a half for sure. Okay. Like, yes,
1: we're on the same like, page there.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's definitely still worth something. It's just you know, I think his contributions will be more added in he'll have a more added contributions to the Boston game than this game because they, again, like it's the Pacers one. You really don't care about this game. If you lose this game, you're like, Oh, all right. Like, I mean, I'm not really tripping, but it's also the fact of you might not like, I don't know. Oh, I didn't even get to Indiana, Indiana. Tyrese Halliburton's out, Buddy Heald's out. Chris Schwarze is out. Miles Turner is questionable. So it's like, I mean, they're sitting guys. You sit your guys. You still like your chances. I,
1: I, th- I think I'm going to lean to Milwaukee here. I, I, I really don't feel great about it, but I watched Indiana play against Dallas, and it was a tricky spot for Dallas to fully break down because, on one hand, they look horrible with Luka and Kyrie in their current roster because it's an extremely flawed roster. On the other hand, they lost back-to-back games to the Hornets, so they were clearly motivated to beat up on an Indiana team. And they were uh-huh. up basically 30 in that game in the fourth quarter. I watched it. It was hideous. Uh, Pacers looked horrible. Without – I don't think I can back Indiana without Halliburton. Just watching that game, maybe it just completely kind of they don't have a blinded closer. me. I, I, I don't think I can take Indiana because I watched them against Dallas, and that was a murder. And Dallas doesn't blow out anybody, let alone win. So I'm going to lean to Milwaukee. I think they'll find a way to get it done.
0: Yeah, I'm still going to Milwaukee too. Milwaukee – i'm gonna play it a little i'm yeah for the terms of against spread i'm just taking milwaukee minus 12. they couldn't but,
1: score against dallas like indiana's offense was really really bad they barely crossed 100 in that game i think
0: yeah and i mean that was like an amazing get up spot for them even i think that i think they'll score in this game just because that the bucks will be really lack lack of days to go on defense like once you once you go up double digits in this game, I don't think that they're caring about, you know, defensive intensity because they're probably going to be scoring on every single possession. So
1: I like the over anyway, but the all three games this season, each meeting has had at least a, has had at least two hundred and fifty one points. So Total's here's, and a half.
0: here's how I want to play this. I want to play it in the first quarter, and I know the Bucks screwed me last time around sitting Giannis Andrew Holiday. So now I feel very confident about the first quarter this time around. And so minus four and a half, you look like you're going to have Giannis and you're going to have Drew Holiday, which makes me feel good off the rip already. The line is four and a half. You look at the first quarter numbers over the past three games for both teams. Milwaukee is first. In first quarter scoring at 36.3 points per game. And then Indiana's actually come up from their trash first quarter start. They are, what's that? One, two, three, four, fifth in scoring. No, that's six. I'm sorry. Six in scoring at 31.3 points per game. So I actually don't trust them to score. So I Mo- don't Most of that's a
1: Halliburton though. So. Yeah,
0: I don't want to take the over 58 and a half. But I'm gonna take a page from Munoz's book and go Bucks. Bucks team total? Yeah, Bucks team total in the first quarter, and Bucks minus four and a half in the first quarter. It just feels like this is a one plus one equals two spot, and the Bucks come out one revenge game, get out to a really big start, so that you can relax people in the second half and think about Boston, but. I just don't know how Indiana's going to continue scoring.
1: Yeah, uh, I watched Indiana play uh, once again. They scored 104 against Dallas. Played Atlanta the game before that. I'm going to toss that game out because Halliburton actually did play in that game. Played Mm -hmm. Boston the game before that. Scored 95. I think Milwaukee is going to win this game comfortably, especially now that they can put a stranglehold on the one-seed race. In theory, if they end up beating indiana and they lose to boston then that's fine because they still end up gaining they basically don't lose any ground in the one seed race because boston lost yesterday so you make an argument that they can in theory punt the game against boston if they beat indiana tonight because they're still going to be up for the one seed i'm not Mm -hmm. saying they're going to do that but you do have that option if you Mm -hmm. don't want to use your guys against boston and save them for a playoff series but the point is i think i am going to lean to milwaukee i like your first quarter angle first quarter team total I like Bucks team total over. I think they could score one thirty in this game. Uh, once again, Dallas scored one twenty seven, and Luka and Kyrie both did not play a second in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I think Milwaukee probably scores one twenty five, one thirty here. So I like Bucks team total over. All
0: right, let's talk about Shady Rays and kicking off this year with the new gear with our friends and you know Andrew Rob's favorite. And I'm going to have to do this read some good because Andrew Rod is not doing the read right now. So I'm going to have to do the read and make it amazing. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence, especially just knowing that you can have these cool spectacles and polarized sunglasses all over your face. If you have it, go to Sean's Twitter and it will it 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 will blow your mind. Go to Sean's Twitter page at Sean T. Green. And go to his gallery and look for the picture where he was snowing skiing, sorry not snowing skiing. when he was skiing and he took the picture with the glasses and you can see the reflection of the phone in the glasses and it's like this inception of looking at Sean through the reflection through the reflection or reflection or reflection or reflection and the reflection and the reflection of the reflection and the reflection. That's how clear and nice these glasses are. And if they're ever lost or broken, they will send you replacements. And don't forget, they donate to Feeding America. Like, come on, guys. Uh, A company that is for the people. You got to love that. So go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right. Let's get into the rest of this slate. We have the Houston Rockets on the road going to play the Brooklyn Nets. Nets are a minus 10 and a half point favorite. The line opened up at 13 to 29 is the total. That's come down a point and a half for the Houston Rockets. We have Deshaun Tate who is out. Big surprise. And Brooklyn Nets. We have Royce O'Neal not on the injury report. Seth Curry not on the injury report. Edmund Sumner is questionable. And Ben Simmons is shut down for the rest of the year. I didn't have to say that. I just wanted to say that because I felt like I haven't said Ben Simmons' name in a long time. All right. I will go ahead and caveat this with I am already saying on a Houston plus 12 and a half ticket (laughs) (laughs) because I just felt like it was way too many points for this Brooklyn Nets team to overcome. And Houston's actually been playing pretty decent ball as of late. However, I will defer to the person who is a Nets fan, but you wouldn't believe it by any way that he talks about the Nets. Scott, what are you doing?
1: So for this matchup, you said Houston's playing better. They have lost six straight. I'm going to throw that out there. Now, a couple of those games were blowouts. They did hang tough against Memphis, lost by five, played again, and then they immediately lost by 37. The Nets have not played well either. However, they got up for the most important game in the stretch because they beat Miami by 29 points. Still can't believe Miami was favored by six points in that game. But you're looking at who uh, the Nets have played recently. They've played some pretty good teams. Orlando's been a better team lately, but that was also a back-to-back, so they got killed in that one. Beat Miami, played Cleveland twice close, they lost. Played Denver, they lost. Played Sacramento, they lost. Played Oklahoma City, they lost. So they have had a relatively difficult schedule lately. Houston is a team that already got killed by the Nets once this season at home. Uh, The Nets beat them by 22 in early March. However, I do kind of understand your point. It's a lot of points to be laying with a Nets team that has offensive issues. And we saw Dimwitty go 0-for-11, I think, last game against Orlando. I think he'll play better. Bridges, we know, is still very good. I still don't really like the supporting cast. For the Nets, it's fine, but you're relying on like Finney Smith and Joe Harris and some other guys I'm not a big fan of. I can understand your point because if Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr. have solid games, the Nets aren't going to score enough to cover. It's just not going to happen. So I think I agree with you. I'm going to lean to Houston. The Nets have really not been a very good home team at covering the spread lately and even just winning games outright recently Just to pull it up, uh, the Nets have lost each of their last four home games outright, and as a result, they haven't been close to covering. I think I agree with you. I think I'm going to lean to Houston. I know it's been ugly for the Rockets for the past week or so, but they still have some talent. I think they could score enough to keep this game somewhat close. And the Nets offensively, I'm not automatically penciling in to score 115, 120 points. So I think if Houston scores... 105 maybe even 100 flat you might be good i'm gonna lean to the 12 and a half with you
0: yeah and
1: i don't know if that was the same logic you had there but that's what i'm gonna yeah
0: leave. yeah it's exactly you know what i was thinking i was just like i don't think that the brooklyn nets one they're just not the best defensively where i think that they'll just completely take the rockets out of this game but I mean, I watched the Knicks games and the Rocket the Knicks game and the Rockets were competitive for three quarters. Mm-hmm. I've you know, we saw them be competitive in that Memphis game. Now, of course, the second time go around it adjustments.
1: They got Dylan back for that second. Yeah, game.
0: Dylan Brook like it was a lot of other stuff that went into that. But when I watch the Rockets, I, I sit there and I look at them and I say, Well, I don't think that they're playing terrible. Like I I don't watch them and be like, Oh, this team absolutely terribly sucks. Like I the defense that,
1: sucks, but the, but the players yeah. they have are young and they're progressing. Like Jabari Smith has actually had a pretty good month or two. Yeah, him.
0: so I think that you know all of that combined just makes me have you know a little bit more faith in the Rockets in this one. Maybe I'll look to play them early, but we'll see. I I, I felt comfortable with the twelve and a half that I got, and I still feel I still feel like the ten and a half is still a little bit too much to be honest. Like I think that they can this this can absolutely be a six, seven, eight point game where. It's like you're not afraid of the Nets losing the game, but they're not getting the cover. But
1: it's hovering around that number. like
0: the Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Totals at 220. What was it? 229. Yeah, 229. What are you doing?
1: This one I'm really torn on because based on how Houston's played lately, it's really tough to take an under because Houston's going to be giving up a bunch of points. 137 to the Knicks. The Cavs game was low scoring, so you have that. But they gave up 151 to Memphis, 130 to Memphis, 121 to Golden State. The Nets, though, aren't a great offensive team. So I'm kind of in the middle. I think I'm going to lean to the under, but I really don't feel good about it. But the first meeting was low scoring. I, I think I'm going to lean under, but I there's no chance I play the total here. But I guess since I'm picking Houston to cover, I have to lean to the under because mm-hmm. based on how bad Houston's defense has been, the Nets if the Nets score 130, they're going to cover this number. So I think mm-hmm. it's correlated. I'm going to lean to the under.
0: Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm slightly into the under, not really a – a great play on this one but i think this is a spot where they can they they can compete in this game i think the nets will let them compete
1: all right if it goes over though i think the nets win this game by like 15 so because that implies the nets are going to score like 130 points
0: let's see here is so prop wise is this the claxton game
1: uh, I think it is. I was going to mention that, uh, but then you just brought it up. I thought Claxton double double had some merit, maybe blocks. Yeah, if you want points to defense, and rebounds, but...
0: points and rebounds is twenty one and a half.
1: Claxton in the only meeting this season did have eighteen and thirteen against yeah. Houston, so he had himself a game. Houston they still have Shangun as their center, and he still can't jump. If you're in a Rose Jokic's defense, wait until you see Shangun. But no, uh, actually though. I think Klax is going to be. Able no,
0: to I mean, me. Shangun is real. Like, all Alfred Shangun is just a great value Nikola Jokic. Like, that's it. He's the great value version. You know how you have the name brand version right next to it, and then you're looking and you're in Walmart and you see the, uh, the off great brand value. that's like $2. Yeah, the, and it's the great value version. It's like Nikola Jokic is Texas Toast, and Alfred Shangun is great value garlic bread. Like, that's what it is. That's what he is.
1: I do agree about the Claxton move, though, uh, just because he looked really good against Houston in the first meeting. He had four blocks in that game, by the way. Claxton's last three games against Orlando, Miami, and Cleveland, four blocks, three blocks, three blocks. He's been hovering around a double-double basically in every game, but I do think against Houston in particular, he is—he has a lot of vertical spacing against Shingun, and you're assuming Shingun gets w- switched into a bunch of pick and rolls. So I like Claxton props. I like double-double there. I think he'll be able to have a big game. Shingun rebounds I'm not sure about because I am concerned about some potential foul issues if they get switched on to Dimwitty or Bridges and maybe they get a bit crafty with it and he gets into foul trouble or maybe Silas just benches him again because he doesn't guard anybody but I'm going to lean to the double-double for Claxton I know I got burned last game with Dimwitty against Houston I thought about a double-double because he was facilitating very well then he went well under against Houston are you expecting a Dimwitty bounce back game after he went 0 for 10 or 0 for 11 from the floor against Orlando? I mean, you got to think so. I got to assume so. I mean, this is the matchup to bounce back. Yeah. By the way, I think if I was going to take any rebound props on Houston, I'd probably take Jabari Smith instead of Shangun. But I, I don't think it's a great matchup for Shangun here because Claxton's vertical he shangoon also he's done wrong he's a decent back to the basket score but with jalen green and with porter jr being back in the lineup shangoon's touches have really just fallen off a cliff so i think i'm staying away from shangoon props if i was going to take anything for houston in terms of points it would probably be uh i'd, I'd probably lean to jalen green if i had to pick anybody just because he's going to shoot the most but mm. you have any thoughts there
0: I don't know. I've been I've really been staying away from the points props on Houston because it's. I now I think it's like at this point in the season it's that they're sharing the basketball so much getting different guys such as that any of those guys can have a really good day. Like when you talk about Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Kenyon Martin Jr., like all of those guys, you can look up and one of those guys just randomly has a 15 to 20 shot day because they had the hot hand that day. So I think that I just want to go Claxton in this game and just keep it short.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think I thought about maybe taking a Bridges under and assist, but he had five, I believe, against Houston last game. Bridges assist unders have been very, very good for the last couple of months. At this point, you, you can go through the game log. Bridges never gets to three. He's, <laughs> he's usually around one or two. He's a great scorer. He never passes the ball. But if you wanted to go for a D-Gen prop and you want to sweat out an under an assist, I don't mind that one for Bridges. But to read off the game log here for assist for Bridges, one seven one 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 two 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 one zero. So he's he's barely going over. Uh, I think if you want to go D-gen there, Bridges under an assist is tempting, except for the fact that he had five against Oklahoma. He had five against uh, Houston last time they played.
0: All right. So I skipped the prop section in the Bucks Pacers game. They might bench
1: everybody in the fourth quarter if I
0: I I ready. didn't have I didn't have a single play that I was willing to play in that one. Are do you have anything for that for move on?
1: I saw somebody mention Nawara if you want to go for a revenge game there for him, I don't mind it but I don't know if he starts, so you might not be able to find a prop on that. The issue with Indiana is you can see a variety of guys score because The team isn't really playing for anything with Burton being out. Do you pivot to Nemhard assists? Maybe. But then again, you're kind of just scrambling, trying to guess what you think the game script's going to be for Indiana. Who's blowout proof on that team? Is everybody blowout proof because everyone's terrible? I mean, Mm -hmm. because the team's bad? Do you think Matherin props? Like, I I don't know what you do for Indiana. I probably want to look to Brooke Lopez either points or blocks because Lopez has been a monster. Trying to go for defensive player, I don't know what else you take. You take Grayson Allen threes. You go with Giannis like random triple double. Is it a Giannis triple double night? I don't know.
0: Mm, I, I'm I'm truly good on anything because I just
1: that's the way, that's what I'm saying. I'm a really lot of it good. can just come down to guessing which player you think is going to have the big game. But I can see a lot of guys having decent games there.
0: Nor is at sixteen and a half for his points.
1: Okay. If you want to go for a motivation angle, Nawara is going to be having a revenge game. But I guess I'd lean Nemhard points or Nemhard assists. Somebody's going to have to handle the ball. Do You go TJ McConnell assists. I don't know.
0: Is it anybody's do- birthday today?
1: Do you have? A- How do you track the birthdays? By the way, do you just search up NBA birthday calendar? Do you have an app for that? How, how do you actually track the birthdays in the NBA? Uh, it's like Basketball
0: Reference literally has every single person's birthday that's ever been in the NBA and wba oh, okay. ever. <laughs> cool. and so I literally just go there and it'll tell you that nobody's birthday's today. But Robert Archibald's birthday was today. Um, I'm man. more of a
1: Nate Archibald guy. Walt
0: Frazier. Oh, it's Walt Frazier's birthday. Hey, happy birthday, my guy!
1: Well, we'll get we'll get to that during the Knicks breakdown, right? Yeah,
0: there we go. See, but yeah, they get, they got like everybody imaginable.
1: But okay. anyway, uh, I, don't,
0: I don't have yeah, any problems with the Bucs game really. But. Yeah, no, I, I got distracted. My mom was texting me. Ha. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Dallas Mavericks going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia open up as a five and a half point favorite. That line is down to four. Two thirty one and a half is the total. That's actually going up a half a point. Injury point for these two teams. And we have for the Dallas Mavericks injury recovery for Maxi Kleber. He's questionable. Don't think I've ever seen injury recovery. What was the injury? I mean, I assume if you're on the injury report, you're trying to recover from an injury. So what was the Okay, whatever.
1: I think he just has hurt feelings.
0: It's not even injury management. It says injury recovery. Like, that's so fucking dumb. Oh, my gosh. All right.
1: And, I don't think Kleber's uh, very good, so that doesn't mean anything to me. But
0: Frank and Nilakena, or as we Nick's, call them. Nick's
1: legend, Frank.
0: Yeah, Nilekina. most hated. He's questionable with the knee injury. And for the 76ers, you have Joe Embiid and James Harton, both questionable.
1: So, based on the line movement, are we assuming Embiid's not playing tonight? Totals going up, and so you've seen the money that, come in on Dallas? That's, or at least the, the spread's dropped a bit. Is that telling? Or it's too early? So this is where I'm
0: just like... <laughs> because... The the books still be giving James Harden the respect of what James Harden was in the past in terms of his availability and how they'll move the line. Because they actually do move the line if James Harden is not available. And I'm like, I don't they're think you have to him. do
1: that, guys. <laughs> this point. At this point, based on the injury that Harden's dealing with, they're better without him.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I don't think you have to do that. So I don't want to go ahead and say that they're like this very well could be James Harden in this baked in this line somewhere of him not playing. But that would be more favorable to us because we like to back them when James Harden doesn't play because he's no good to us when injured. So
1: The, sp- the spread dropped because odds oddsmakers heard that Harden might play and he's worth negative 0.5 <laughs> points at the stage. But once again, it's an Achilles injury. That's the problem you're running into with the Sixers and why a lot of people were low on them, at least with their playoff hopes. It's because they have players who have had a history of getting hurt. Harden used to be very durable. Hasn't been the case for the last couple of years. He's got an Achilles injury. That's not going to heal quickly. And I mentioned he's probably going to be out for a week or two about a, a, you know, when that injury first happened, and he hasn't played since. And Embiid's got a calf injury. Now Embiid still dropped 40 and change against Golden State. Then he played a back-to-back against Phoenix, which I still didn't understand. And then he ended up skipping the Denver game. It's a hell of a matchup if he plays against Dallas. If he plays and he can move around a little bit, he'll walk into 35. Having said that, do you think Embiid's going to play or not? Because with how the NBA teams handle injuries nowadays, the fact that Philly basically is not going to catch Boston in the division, I think we can say that. I don't think they're yeah. going to catch Boston. No, no, probably not. Do these games even mean anything for Philly? they're kind of just in the three seed, aren't they? I think I
0: think the the only thing that these games mean is getting Joel Embiid MVP. That's yeah. it and because he's still in it for the MVP race and this is such a plus matchup against Dallas. And I guess maybe that's where I was wrong on Monday and saying, was it Monday or was it Sunday? I don't know. Whenever I I was was talking. Yeah. And I was like, he might sit against Dallas. I probably should have thought about it and be like, wow, wait, Dallas is like the perfect matchup to go drop 40, 50 points. So it's like, why would you sit that game and not sit the game against Denver? So, I mean, I, Hey, I, so you think Embiid plays? I don't. I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't I'm leaning that way know. too. I thought I knew what I thought I knew, but I don't know. I, I'm telling you right
1: now, know. if if Embiid does not play in this game, Jokic should be like minus one hundred and fifty, minus two hundred to win the MVP, because wow. that means Philly's going to barely play Embiid for the rest of the season. It, it seems like Philly's already starting to shift gears. To try to keep Embiid healthy for the playoffs. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I think you're reading. It.
0: I think you're reading a little too much into that. He literally just said, "I need a day off, guys." Like he literally just said it. He said it. I need a day off soon. Like I need a day. Off. I need a game off soon. I'm feeling very sluggish. I'm not feeling my best self. I'm like feeling like I'm dragging the team down. And he said, "I need a day off soon." And well, he just got the day off. So I'm
1: maybe also that's reading all it he too because I do feel like it's fresh in people's minds. You can argue it's a 50-50 race with Embiid missing a couple of games with a week or two to go I, that might sway some voters that's all i'm saying mm. i think some voters got swayed for Embiid not playing against denver i really feel like
0: any i really feel like if you have a if you have an mvp pick at this point no matter what happens in these next two weeks your your mind's not changing like your mind is not changing you have you have it in your mind you're voting for who you're voting for
1: like I think everybody can changes change. it is if Embiid doesn't play enough games. If Embiid misses a couple more games down the stretch, I think that would actually sway a lot of people. As for performance, I can agree with you. But it's some of it's availability, which was being held against Embiid for his entire career.
0: Mm, if, agree on that? If Embiid... No, I don't agree on that. Really?
1: <laughs> okay. I, no, I, I, think, I then, think
0: that... I think I literally think no matter what... The only thing, barring he doesn't play for the rest of the season... If Joel Embiid comes and plays two more games, what do they have? Six games left? Seven games left?
1: If he uh, plays, I believe around there.
0: Yeah, so five in April and yep. two this month. So seven games left. If he plays in three of the seven games and he drops thirty-five plus in each one of those games, they're not changing their mind.
1: I, think I, I don't. Misses- I truly
0: think everybody at whoever has a vote at this point in the season already has it made up in their mind who they're voting for. And so you could honestly go collect the votes now, and they would pro- probably be perfectly fine sending them in, not caring. Like, I think everybody has their mind made up. It's five, six, seven games left. Everybody has agree, their mind disagree
1: made up. There. I think if Embiid misses the majority of the final seven games, Jokic is going to win MVP. In I mean, my if opinion.
0: And yeah, and in my opinion, if Jokic wins MVP, it's because people already had Jokic slid for MVP. Like I don't think nobody cares about missing these last seven games. I'm just saying when you have a
1: player with an in- who's being known as relatively injury prone, and he's going to play less than seventy games this year, he might play around sixty six, sixty five. That would be held against him for his MVP candidacy. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, and I get that, but I think that if he missed a whole bunch of games, are like if we're talking about. All the games he missed in the beginning of the season, Mm. I think that would have played a factor. Now, we're sitting here at the end of the season. Everybody sees the position that they're in. Everybody sees that he doesn't need to go play these games. I'm just saying,
1: in a close race, you want to put your best foot forward last. You don't want to leave the voters with a negative opinion of you potentially entering the final stages of voting. That's my point.
0: I get get what you're saying. I just think it's a tired narrative and I just don't, I think that truly how biases go that everybody that is on one side of the coin, it's a close race, but everybody's already on one side of the coin.
1: I think some people are undecided, but we'll see.
0: All right. Back to actually handicapping the game. Who are you taking?
1: It all comes down to Embiid. And I know Philly has been pretty good without Embiid this season, even when Embiid's missed some time, but Dallas is a desperate team. You always got to be worried about desperate teams. Now, they beat Indiana, which means nothing to me because Indiana is a bad basketball team, especially with Halliburton not playing. But I do think that I got to lean to the over in this game because Dallas is going to try to go fast, and the last meeting they played had a bunch of points. I forgot the exact score. Uh, That was a TNT game. Dallas won by seven. I have in front of me. That game landed 259. Uh, I think I'm going to lean to – oh, boy. Do I think Embiid actually plays? I think he does. I think it's too good of a matchup for him not to play in. And I think Embiid obviously cares about the MVP. So I think it's a good performance, a good spot for him to go for, like, 40. I'm going to lean Philly. I don't feel great about it. But I can't trust Dallas, especially on the road. Once again, Dallas lost to the Hornets back-to-back games. And they had the all-time get-up spot against a tanking team in Indiana right now to win blow blowout fashion. Means nothing to me. I'm gonna to lean to Philly at home. They got the Bell. I'll I'll lean to the Bell minus four.
0: I'm going Dallas. This is okay. a, This is a get-up spot for Dallas. I mean, it, what what has and what parody the NBA My has play is had the over all season for the record? And yeah, I do. I, I like the over too. But and uh, what parody that the NBA has had this season? And how confusing? How only right would it be for? The Dallas Mavericks to put themselves in a terrible situation by losing two straight games to the Charlotte Hornets and then come out here and beat the Philadelphia 76ers on the road.
1: I didn't decide like, was easy. I thought about Dallas, but I just leaned to Philadelphia yeah. yeah, because they're so good at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to back
0: the team that I think has more motivation in this game to actually have a good game. Like, if, if Dallas comes out here it comes out fast, like, I. Philly doesn't have to scratch and claw and tire and beat themselves down to come back in this game because. Essentially, it's a pretty meaningless game for Philly. I'm back in Dallas with the motivation factor and the and the fact that I think that they're going to put up a whole bunch of points. I think Philly is going to put up a whole bunch of points because if Joe M B plays, he should walk into forty points, like yeah. relatively easily. Especially with you know everybody that's saying that hey, he missed that game against the Nuggets. He's not going to win MVP anymore, and it just sounds like the Joe MB, like he, we he hears all of that. Remember what he told Draymond? He hears all of that. So I would not be surprised if Joe Embiid plays and just drops 40 just to remind people that, hey, when I'm out here, I'm one of the best players in the league. And so with that, I do agree with you. I'm on an over 231 and a half. Plus, I like that movement of that half a point going over, but a lot of people betting the under as well. So uh, I'm on Dallas and over. You're on Philly, slightly in a Philly. You're, I like the uh, over more. But- yeah, over as well.
1: I, I can't really touch Philly until I know for certain if Embiid's going to play, but I do think that the Sixers at home, laying a short number here against a Dallas team that cannot guard anybody, I think has some merit.
0: All right, and ZM is really, really trying to convince me not to bet Dallas by asking me a bunch of questions of how I watch Dallas play ball. Um, thanks You're judging for the, the spot. We've for seen handicap. Philly
1: with Doug Rivers in the past, whether it was a playoff game where they quit on him or, you know, different reasons. Philly has been known to lay an egg or two in some decent spots, either at one the end of the four, regular season or in the playoffs before. So One in four ATS the last
0: five home games, it looks like. So, I mean, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm wait. So Boston has. Oh, Boston has Milwaukee and Philly up on deck? That's crazy.
1: Philly has a couple of games that are important this weekend. But Philly, I looked at the schedule. They play Dallas today. They play Toronto on Friday. And mm. then after the Toronto game, they play Milwaukee on Sunday and Boston on Tuesday. So they don't yeah. have any immediate look at spots. they got a Toronto game on Friday. But they do have Milwaukee and Boston back-to-back starting on Sunday. All right, props. And beat if he plays. I mean, and yeah. beat points, and beat rebounds, and beat everything. My question for you for Dallas, Kyrie. do you do you pivot to Christian Wood because Kleber's probably not going to play? Somebody's going to have to get more minutes.
0: Uh, no, of course. It's going to be Dwight Powell.
1: You think it's going to be Powell, even though he plays like five minutes in the first quarter and then he just vanishes yeah. into thin air?
0: Yeah. He's gonna, you know, he's just gonna start. He's gonna go start, and just because they don't want Christian Wood to start, and then Christian Wood's gonna come in, he's probably gonna get, like you said, all those minutes and in usage. So,
1: I mean, of course, I'm gonna go with Luca, and probably I don't know. Kyrie's been pretty bad lately, but I think I have to lean to Kyrie anyway. I, I think Kyrie shows out this game. Well, if you're picking Dallas to win, then you're picking both guys to go nuts, realistically, because Dallas has no good supporting cast. I mean, they have they have a couple of players like Green. Maybe Hardaway threes, you know, if you really want to try to find a role player to bet on. But I, was I feel like you're bullet blindly threes. expecting Luca and Kyrie to play well if you're picking Dallas to win the game.
0: I was thinking both threes when I was thinking of who going to be that person that benefited. I feel like Reggie Bullock was going to have a good three game.
1: He's been better lately, but I, I still have PTSD from how bad he was earlier this year that I just don't think I can ever take a Bullock three prop. But yeah, I, under, I can understand that. I wouldn't mind Hardaway Jr. here, but... Yeah, I like the overs for those star guys. I like the over, so I'm going to expect the star players to show up. Do you want to make a case for a Luka triple-double or anything like that? Maybe Luka rebounds or anything like that? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, it, Philly, you know, they they – can be very unserious on the boards. So.
1: We've roasted Embiid for that in the past. That's why I'm asking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They can be very, very unserious on the boards. Are you back on – really quick, because we're 45 minutes in and we've only talked about three games. Uh, are
1: you back on the yeah, – we're doing two props? parts anyway, so.
0: Are you on assist prop for Embiid uh, today?
1: No. I don't think I am because I don't think Dallas is a team that actually double teams in the post – Dallas might just go into this game and say, we'll trade our three-pointers for your two-pointers, and they'll let Embiid go for 40. So I'm not sure if this team would actually collapse in the low post against Embiid. I don't believe they did in the last meeting, which is why Embiid cooked them, I think. I don't remember them double-teaming, but I remember Embiid having a good game. I like Maxi props, obviously. I keep talking about Maxi, and he keeps going for 30. So I'm going to keep taking Maxi. He had a massive jump in his player props last game because mm-hmm. nobody else played on the team. Harden didn't play, Embiid didn't play, and Maxi still walked into thirty and changed, or twenty nine, went over his number of twenty seven and a half. I'm still on Maxi. I've been mentioning him for a while. He's still really good, especially against this Dallas backcourt, which can't guard anybody. I love Maxi in the spot.
0: All right, they're dropping. Kyrie has seventeen points in his last couple of games. Uh, I'm really like. I don't care. I really don't care when star players have bad stretches because, again, they're star players. Uh, they they find ways to just get out the slide and get it done. If, it, if that was the case, people would have been fading Jason Tatum for a good portion of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I really don't care when star players have bad stretches. However, in his last five games against... Philadelphia, he's been pretty good 37, 24, 23, 30, and 40 in his last five. That 40 was a game. He was actually a Dallas Maverick by that point when he scored that 40. So 24 and a half is his number tonight. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Miami Heat on a back to back, going to play the New York Knicks. The Knicks opened up at four, now over to five. 223 is the total. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Miami Heat, uh, Most everything's basically TBD. Kyrie Lowry is not expected to play the back-to-back, though, and we'll see what Jimmy Butler does, but you should pretty much assume that he's going to play because he sat the first leg of the back-to-back. For the New York Knicks, really the only thing that matters is Jalen Brunson is questionable with that hand injury. And when you say if it matters quick,
1: quickly, did go for 40 when Brunson didn't play last game. So, again, the it, only thing matters, that matters, <laughs> again, yeah.
0: the only thing that matters, because I'm not going to I'm not trusting Emmanuel quickly every single game. <laughs> no, I but that. but yes, Jalen Brunson is is a very valuable piece here into this pie for the New York Knicks. All right. Knicks minus five at home.
1: Then the Heat play the Knicks very tough usually, and that's been the case for a while.
0: Before this season, they, used, they actually dog-walked the Knicks for yeah. about 15 of 17 games, I'm pretty sure. Something
1: well, like even that. this year, the Knicks have done relatively well, but you got to remember, Randall hit that miraculous three-point shot, so you can argue Bye. that Miami should be up Bye. a crazy double bang for Mike Bream. I watched that live, but uh, still, I'm going to lean to the Knicks here. I just hate this Miami team with a passion. I have been so anti-Miami for about three, four months. Well, that's
0: good because they have the worst record against spread.
1: Yeah, they are so, so annoying to follow. And yesterday was a good example of it. I leaned Miami against Toronto because I thought, you know, decent spot where they're going to get up and Butler will have a good game. And then Butler didn't play. So Miami doesn't even care. Like I don't know what the hell Miami's doing. They can't cover a spread either at home or on the road. The Knicks have the better roster, in my opinion. They actually have an identity, and they can score. I don't think Miami can score, especially with Butler battling a neck injury. I'm sure he'll play in this game. It was factored in the a back-to-back, and they decided to sit him in the first game. But I'm going to go with the Knicks here. They act, they've been playing good basketball. I think at the end of the day, the Knicks are the better team. You have meaningful basketball in late March in MSG. That doesn't happen that often. I think the Knicks crowd is going to be into it I know. Shots fire. I'm, I'm going to lean to the Knicks, though. I really just don't like the Heat. Plus, they're traveling from Canada. It's not a great scheduling spot for the Heat. Give me the Knicks. I hope they don't choke it in the fourth quarter. I think they're going to be covering this number with like five minutes to go. The question is, the, is if they could hold off Jimmy Butler in the Heat from maybe making a backdoor cover, but I'm going to lean to the Knicks. I just can't trust Miami. I can't do it. I don't like this team.
0: Okay. So, and I've
1: gone on record with that for a long time. Like 30 games in, I'm like, I don't think Miami's very good. And nothing's really changed.
0: All right. And. Uh, where's my stuff at? Okay, here
1: we go. So you're the Knicks fan here, so I'm kind of curious where you're leaning on this one.
0: So there's a lot of things to look at. First thing to look at is that the Knicks defense, like I said, four games ago three four games ago when the knicks go on bad stretches of stretches of bad defense it's typically stretches of bad defense eh, like usually there's a multiple yeah after the after the minnesota game i said oh well they just gave you know that was a terrible defensive game they're probably going to have some pretty bad defensive games last five games the knicks have given up 120.6 points per game that is 23rd in the nba And they are giving up 43.4% from three. That is 30th last in the NBA, 23rd defensive rating. And somehow the Heat have a worse defensive rating than them at 26. So things that do go in the Knicks' favor, however, is the fact that the Knicks are fourth in rebound percentage, Miami Heat are 23rd. And the Heats and the Knicks offensive numbers are absolutely tremendous over this stretch, where they're third in offensive rating. The Heat 19th, 122 points per game for the Knicks, fifth in the NBA over the last five games, and the Heat are 106, 27th in the NBA. And that includes a 127 point game at home. So against the Knicks. (laughs) So here's how I'm playing this one. I'm playing Knicks and I'm playing them early. And I'm only playing them early if Jalen Brunson is playing. Because I'm going back to
1: the original Knicks first half play.
0: Yes, I am. Because I got screwed with Jalen Brunson not playing the last game, and and they didn't cover the number against the Rockets.
1: However, I feel wait, confident. Wait, wait. You, you mean the first half number against the Rockets? Yes. Okay. Cool.
0: Yes. And so. Next first half this season, as you know, second in the NBA, only to the Memphis Grizzlies at 25, 11, and 2. Last 10 games, 5, 4, and 1. That's a little bit in part of some terrible defense with them. Heat on the road this season, 17 and 20 to the first half number. Last 10 games, 3 and 7 to the first half number. You have the heat coming out of Toronto. So now they have to go through customs. They have to do this COVID stuff. They have to do all the best stuff. And then finally get to New York and get rest. And knowing how Jimmy Butler is, he probably got about two hours of sleep before he woke up and got in the gym the next morning. So
1: but he's got coffee.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh probably decaf. And yeah, so I, I like I like the numbers. I like the spot. I think that. Getting minus one at minus two and a half with the Knicks in the first half feels good. And then I can save myself from a second half collapse of the New York Knicks. That will probably make me throw, pull my hair out. So in terms of the show, I think I will just go with the Knicks first half minus two and a half. In terms of full game, I just have a hard time believing in the Knicks in spots that matter. But... I will do it today, and I'll continue it with Knicks minus five. But that is no way in any shape, form, or whatever going on to my card.
1: I do like your first half play there, but I'll also lean full game. I, I really just don't like the scheduling spot for Miami, and I think the Knicks are a better team than Miami, simply put.
0: All right. Total set at 223. That's actually dropped a few from 228 and a half. Are you buying into a slow-paced game?
1: Well, oh, wait, you're that, telling me the total dropped five and a half points. Yes, it did. That is shocking because the last meeting landed two forty-seven. That is shocking. Okay. Um, yes, this it, calls it, for a ref report, doesn't it?
0: It does. Let's go ahead and pull up the ref report because I—that is the only thing that could actually possibly stop me from betting it over.
1: So. It's a Tony Brothers game.
0: It's a Tony brothers game. I will pull up Tony brothers numbers right here for the over under Tony brothers is 32 and 25 to the over. Okay. Who else is on the card? Let's just, let's just go through all three. Uh, Tony brothers. Wait, let me pull the rest of his stuff up. So Tony brothers. Wait, where'd he go? Where you at Tony? There you are. All right. Total and it's looking like two average two thirty-four and a half okay. for the game. Who's next?
1: Do you have a uh, brothers' numbers by the way for favorites or like home teams or anything like that? or 29, you 29,
0: 25, and 4 to the home team?
1: Okay. So a little bit over 500, but still. Yeah. All right. Who else is on the card? Uh you have Justin Van uh Doyne. I think that's how you pronounce it.
0: Van, holy shit, Van Doyen. What the fuck do you, do you even be calling anything?
1: (laughs) What, is he like a dead under guy? Yo, he's 18 and 38. (laughs) That's actually kind of wild. Okay, 18 and 38, that's (laughs) kind of
0: sick. That's insane. Do you you even do anything? Are you just sitting, running up and down the court and just getting cardio for the day? Are you even watching the game?
1: Like, are (laughs) And then the last one you have is uh, Andy Nagy. Nagy's the last. <laughs> There's one.
0: no way you're reffing the game. There's no way you're refing. Like you're really just out there, just getting a run in, and you know, talking to the players, having a good time, probably dapping up Spike Lee on courtside. You're not watching the game. 18 Ooh. to 38 is wild. That's not. That's <laughs> that not real. So wild. Like I don't want to believe that. Okay. All right. Who's Who's the last person?
1: Uh, you had And you had Andy Nagy. Andy Nagy is
0: 28-16 to the over, 131.3 points. Let me go back to Van Dyne. Okay,
1: so there? two refs are for the over. Brothers Duyne, a little bit, not that much. But you have a Van dead Duyne, ref in the middle.
0: Van Dyne, even though he is 18-38 and 38 to the under, he still averages 224.8 points per game. So everybody clears this number in terms of points per game.
1: I think I'm going to lean to the over. Yeah, The I'm fact that you. it's moved this much and the refs are actually not all pro under is kind of weird to me. I'm an only an over. In fact, brothers, we know, calls a lot of fouls. That's why a lot of people hate me. I, I
0: mean, refs. just um, before we even looked at the ref before, I was already on the over. And...
1: This was the cherry on top. There. Is it?
0: Is it? Maybe it's because the Heat are coming off the back to back, and you, you're thinking about what they did yesterday and what they scored like ninety something points yesterday. Yeah, we're yeah, didn't play, yesterday.
1: so if you're yeah. assuming Butler's going to suit up for this game, the Heat are a completely different team when he plays or not. I still don't like them, but they're better when he plays.
0: Yeah, that's weird. I'm on over two twenty three.
1: All right, props. Do you blindly take quickly props if if uh, Brunson's out? No. Okay. I like Mitchell Robinson tricky. rebounds.
0: I'm not touching anything. Mitchell Robinson.
1: But you're afraid friend I, can use Hardenstein more?
0: No, no, it's not that. It's just, I like when you watch Mitchell Robinson play, like he just kind of looks like very unserious right now. Like you can tell he's discontent with his role and he's not doing the things that he normally does. Well, like, what was it? Who was it? It was Shangun in that Rockets game that I was watching. It was one play where like it was so obvious Shang-Goon was about to spin and go left and go because that was the open lane. Mm-hmm. If he went right, he was getting caught by the baseline. Like it, you had like you so you were basically double teamed on the right side. It was so obvious he was about to go left, and he just like hits Mitch Robinson just lets him hit him with this. Ill spin move to go inside the lane and score and get the foul. And it's like, bro, like he didn't even try on defense. And there's so many other little moments, but that was just the one that I
1: remember that stuck out. But like he just you, doesn't. You do mentioned the, the rebound disparity between these teams. That's why I kind yeah. of brought it up. So do you like Randall rebounds then?
0: Yeah, I'll go Randall rebounds.
1: Okay.
0: I feel, I feel, it's at eight and a half too. Like that's really falling off since he like stopped going on his double double streak. It's that Rob effort, Robinson came
1: back and his role kind of shifted where he doesn't prioritize rebounding as much, but I think he should.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I wouldn't be surprised at what Julius Randle double, double here. Um, man, Grimes should really stop shooting the ball right now. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really want to, I really want to take this Grimes under nine and a half, but I'm afraid that he's going to continuously put up shots and At some point they're going to go in. But oh it's, it's no
1: hesitation either. He gets know. the ball. He's it's, chucking It's it. like the,
0: it's the ultimate. And I respect it so <laughs> much. And if the Knicks were like, I really would be more pissed off at him if the Knicks were fighting for something. But we're pretty much locked in to where we're going to be at. So I really don't care. Like, do whatever right now. Just know you're, you're basically that five. shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you're not pulling that shit in the playoffs, though. But do whatever right now. I don't really care. But, man, like, he really should stop shooting the basketball. His under nine and a half should really be a lot, but I'm afraid that he's still going to put up a number of shots. <laughs> I think I'm
1: tempted by Randall threes because based on how Miami defends him, aren't they going to sag off a bit and try to mm-hmm. keep Randall on the outside from what they've done historically? Speaking? I think you
0: feel I think you feel more confident if he's taking the threes rather than beating you on the inside.
1: That's what I'm saying. So I, I, I want to look it up, though, but I know Randall, of course, had that game winner against the Heat, but I want to see – Uh, how he's done from three against this team because selective recall tells me Miami tends to sag off against them and -hmm. they let him take a bunch of shots from the outside. So I don't, I would maybe wouldn't mind Randall threes, but I just want to see this Uh, last meet went one for five game before that eight for 13, three for nine. So he's attempted at least a nine, three pointers in in the two of the last three meetings,
0: I am going to do a parlay when If, I'll say if, because Lord knows I don't know what's going on with Jalen Brunson every time I think he's going to play, he's not. Uh, So if Jalen Brunson plays, I will do a points parlay with Jalen Brunson and Jim Butler. That will be on the card. And uh, for a little razzle-dazzle... No, nah, nah, he's actually been playing, putting up pretty solid numbers. Okay, no. I was going to go back to RJ under, but he's actually been putting up pretty solid numbers against the Heat. Yeah, so now nah, I'm just going to go. Uh, if if Brunson plays, because he's probably going to come in at like twenty three and a half, like Jimmy Butler, I'm going to do a points parlay with Brunson and Jim Butler.
1: There is one prop that I do want to look at, but I just want to see how his numbers are against the Knicks. Because I know you've roasted Bam for not being the most aggressive guy on the glass, but his rebound number is seven and a half. Yeah, that's sick. That that's sounds sick. very, very low. That's it. He can get eight. I'm
0: sorry. He can get eight. If and he, he doesn't went get under, eight, that's garbage.
1: He's gone under the last two meetings against the Knicks, but he played 40 minutes last meeting, played 39 minutes the meeting before that, and then the games before that, nine rebounds and nine rebounds, 16, eight, and 17. I think I have to take out a bio rebound. Seven and a half for a guy that might play 40 minutes is way too low. I got to take the over on that. Even if you don't like Adebayo, like that's just a good price. What's Adebayo double double? That's gotta be a decent price as well. I know that you're anti adebayo double double, but if the price range is in the two to ones, I gotta at least mention it, it's plus two sixty for a starting center playing forty minutes. I think I have to be tempted by Adebayo double double, double don't I?
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: Plus two sixty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'm I just sure know go I, if I co sign, if I co sign, it's not going to hit. I just want you to know if I'm gonna I, say, like, I'm
1: assuming it'll go horribly wrong, but based on the minutes and the role on the team and the fact that Miami really doesn't have any other guys that specialize in rebounding, I got to be tempted by the Adebayo rebounds on principle.
0: Yeah. Um Butler, over five and a half rebounds. All right. We, let's go ahead and cut this part for the audio version for part one, YouTube y'all know what to do. Basketball.
1: Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to go get it. Basketball.